Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Guys, we have a major controversy to deal with tonight. There's been an accusation. Nope, it's not. Fuck you, Scott. There's been an accusation made about this podcast by a longtime listener, and we need to deal with it. And we let and him we walk out of t- your garage earlier without bringing this up while he was here. It was not Chris Evans that hold made on, the on. accusation. Who else has a soundboard here that's going nuts with the soundboard? That would be the producer and the person that's talking when I start the show. <laughs> Greg, you're very possessive what? of the sound effects all of a sudden. God. No, I, 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 well, yes, I am. But I, I'm just curious because in the middle of Steve's talk, Steve's looking like he was slowing down to take a breath and he's talking over his own sound clips. I'm like, what the hell's going I've on? Got, I've got skills, Steve. I've been doing this for five years with you guys. I, you know, I can hit the right buttons now. Anyway, it's we're like going to deal William with the controversy. And it's just amazing at this point. Because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, May 14th, 2021. If you haven't figured it out yet, my name is Steve Baldwin and a bunch of guys are with me to talk about Star Wars as we do every two weeks on this year's show for going on five years and coming up on 200 episodes pretty soon. Joining me tonight, as always, he is the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Stephen H. Basie. Oh my God. I just have to say that William Macy in Seabiscuit is probably the deepest fucking cut I've heard in about 14 and a half weeks. Because one, Seabiscuit is a movie about a horse with a guy who played Spider-Man. And you're talking another actor who was in that movie besides Mm. Spider-Man. And, and besides the fucking horse, Jesus Christ, Dave! Wait, <laughs> wait, Sea Biscuit's not about Sea Biscuit's not about taking a shit in the ocean. No, no. Oh, I might watch it. Then. <laughs> no. Do you watch many See, movies about that... people taking a shit in the ocean? Don't no, that's that, why Nico. I didn't watch it. As your attorney, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> also on the show tonight, he is the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Hey, hey, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good, Nico. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, it's my favorite month. This is the May, as our favorite Mandalorian, Jinjaro, might have said. Mm-hmm. Love that. So we got... we got. Or it's going to be May, as our favorite Backstreet Boy, Justin Timberlake, might say. It's already May, so he's late. We didn't really celebrate May the 4th be with you, or Revenge of the 5th. So we're just going to celebrate... This is the May. This is the May. All right. That sounds recurrent return of the fifth and revenge of the sixth. Wasn't that what it, wasn't that what it was? No, was it? I don't know. Sure. It's just too bad we got here <laughs> to straighten us out that the real Star Wars Day is not until the 25th. We're talking about numbers, and as we all know, math is hard. Mm-hmm. Where is <laughs> anyway? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Fuck that guy. Um, Fuck you, now's Scott. the time to make a 99 cent store joke since that's it seems to be Scott's go-to whenever one of us is out of it out of no, the uh, no, out no, of no, pocket no. and not in the that, show. That would imply that he has a real job. 
I thought we oh, were going to go over this. Right. Not gaming. Wow. Floyd, <laughs> the line contributing member of society. Clinic. In, in his defense, in his defense, he only uses that joke with Dave. Scott! To be honest, he only says that about Dave. He's just jealous of the uniform. And finally, and I think that this whole thing is the most ridiculous thing we have. First off, this is the United States of America. <laughs> I love when I figure it out, and I'm like looking forward to the next thing, Dave. We have a First Amendment constitutional right to say what we want. Under no circumstances. What what don't you curmungeons don't get? <laughs> <laughs> curmungeons. Should you ever? It's the the fundamentals of how this country was founded. And I mean it was founded on crazy people saying crazy things to each other <laughs> ever i would have gotten penguins or expanded the bug exhibit but they don't make no sense <laughs> call him fist bump over there bumping his fist with his fists <laughs> harry and i'm really of the the nonsense potter i'll leave you guys with a quote from uh george clinton free your mind and your ass will follow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dave. Well, well, wow. I, for one, am not going to sit here and listen while you insult the United States of America. Come mm. on, guys. I thought, I thought that was a pretty good uh, constitutional lesson, though. I thought that he, he set it up very succinctly and very, and very well put. And then fist bumping over there, bumping fists. <laughs> Penguins making sense and grumungeons. All you curmungeons. Good stuff. He, he, he made some points, but he, did, but he did some damage in there at the same time, which mm. is which is always always kind of admirable to watch happen. But two steps hey, forward and three steps back. Yeah, two steps forward, 17 steps back. You know, so hey. Hey out there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are four by four tonight because Scott Evanski is apparently stuck at the 99 cent store. Yes, he is not just a fan. Now he works there. That's what he's doing, getting the deals on the beans and the pork and the pencils with marks already on them. It's that's that's where he's at tonight. So you're just going to have to put up with the four of us. But good afternoon to you. Good evening. Good morning, wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us. And we've got a great show planned for you tonight. And when I say we have a great show planned for you tonight, I mean, we literally have no effing clue what is about to happen here if you think that we show up being unprepared most of the time on this show buckle up buttercup because you ain't seen <laughs> nothing yet tonight amen uh speak for yourself all right one quarter of us is prepared that's all i'm saying hey i'm about halfway prepared right now yes if we're counting <laughs> beer consumption then we are all actually all motherfucking scholars and prepared for this show <laughs> Uh, and if you've ever been mistaken as a beer scholar, give us a call and let us know all about that on the Wretched Hive hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell hive. I think it's cute that Steve looks at his notes every time he reads the phone number. We're like 200 episodes in, and I always see him looking down at his notes to make sure that he gets the phone number I, right. I want to hey, make sure I get it right. And, and I've, 
I've heard the number 200 times and I don't know it. I know. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, we have a phone line? Really? We also have a Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward. Yes. Wretched Hive podcast. Just do that. I just did. So leave us a message uh, on Facebook or tweak. <laughs> tweak at us. Tweak it, Steve. Are you insane? <laughs> Two soundboards is uh, <laughs> a little much Dude. for one show. Uh, tweet at us at Rich Hive Pod. You can leave us an Instagram can, message. You can twerk at us if you want to. I mean, that's fine. Too. That. Well, you know what? Twerk dip, dip, and send us the video. We'll take Depends, it. Depends, to be honest. Work, tweak. You do whatever you want to do. Oh, my God. Everybody, right, go. oh, Dave, Dave wants to see all of your twerking videos. It doesn't matter who you are. Dave wants to see it. Please, please send it. So there please, we go. Please be sure to tag <laughs> at Scott Ivansky with any of those twerking videos. It's a damn good thing. This is a, an audio podcast. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't know. You've got a nice ass. You speak for yourself. To uh, quote young Lando Calrissian, and I'll say it again. You might want to buckle up, baby. <laughs> uh, you can also stream all the shows way back from 2016 from the very beginning at wretchedhivepodcast.net it's wretchedhivepodcast.net tell your friends and especially those that love star wars they might get a kick out of the show all right guys we have to deal with this controversy that i mentioned at the top of the show uh you might have better get right on that shit we we cannot let this we cannot this let this fester this could bring down all of star wars if we don't deal with this right now i hate when there's controversy you know that yeah, there's controversy. All right. So you may have heard of a uh, a microbrew that I've been to once or twice called Timeless Pints. Fake news. I, no think, I've I think I've mentioned it on the show the, in the past. The, the, yes. Does is, is that place still exist anymore? Or is it like Brigadoon? It's kind of vanished into the mists. So Timeless Pints was uh, unfortunately sold. Uh, the owners, Chris and Mary, literally sold their business and retired and they're done and they sold it to uh, you're, another you're right. entrepreneur. That, that does sound unfortunate for them that they That's, were able to retire. <laughs> yeah. Can you say cashed out? Um, so uh, wait, I have a quote about that. This is Chris from Timeless Pints talking about his sale of, of the, of the business. Don't get me wrong. I love making my money. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so they uh, Timeless Pints is now reopened. And it's called syncopated brew, syncopated, like a syncopated beat, like syncopated, syncopated. Yep. And uh, I went into syncopated brew on their, uh, their, the first big opening day was Wednesday, two weeks ago. And I saw they're still right. The same workers, same crew behind the, uh, behind the bar, same crew. Stacy is still rocking. Over what at about, Syncopated Brew. What about the best Stacey's mom? In Southern California. I hear she's got I don't know on. about Stacy's mom. Uh, she's <laughs> got it going on, is what I hear. Well, well, well played. Um, so <laughs> I was there having a having a pint on opening night, and uh, I saw and I ran into a guy that I've been talking to for years about the show. He's a longtime listener, listener Jeff. Listener Jeff. Listener Jeff is the guy that worked on Galaxy's Edge and got us all t-shirts. Oh, oh. thank you, listener Jeff. Thanks, listener yeah. Jeff. 
super cool. Yeah, people always shirts. Think I am way cooler than I am whenever I wear that t-shirt. Yeah, some of them have the uh, sort of like the outline of the uh, at 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 walker. Some of them had the a couple of them had the falcon. I think I got a falcon one. Um, but li- super cool guy. I've known him for a few years just through having a beer down at Timeless Pints. He still listens to every single episode after all these years. In fact, he said that he was at work streaming our review of episode four, our commentary track of episode four, A New Hope. And he was sad because he couldn't watch the movie while he was listening to the audio, but he listened to the entire audio of that uh, podcast while he was working. Good on him. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate that. I hope that we make any bit of this time worth it for you, considering you suffer us fools every other week, sometimes more than once a week. So, so Jeff and I were talking and I was totally stoked that, you know, he still listens to the show and every, never misses an episode, but then he laid into us a little bit, guys. He gave us a little critique and this is the controversy that I think we need to deal with. He there were two other guys at the table and we're talking and, oh, you do a podcast. Oh yeah, cool. And I'm telling him about what we do. And, and he goes, he kind of looks at me sideways and he goes, yeah, but all they talk about is Disney stuff. We're a Star Wars podcast. Uh, well, Disney does kind of own everything now, so that's a little difficult. There's, there's, yeah, there's, there's two sides to that argument. Yeah. So, so I said, well, we are a Star Wars podcast and other stuff, right? And we've always been in other stuff, and lately, the other stuff has been a lot of Marvel stuff because of the television series that have been out. Uh, but I just, I wanted to get your take on his critique. Are we too Disney centric now? Do we need to diversify and talk about, I don't know, like DC or I don't know. Well, we did pretty much a whole little pony on, on Zack Snyder's motherfucking justice league. I'm just going to say that we did all, it was almost a whole show on that. So that's a great point. if If it comes up, we'll talk about it. If anybody wants to talk about what a crappy movie Mortal Kombat was, I'm happy to jump in that uh, jump in that ring <laughs> and go at it. Because I will tell you what a piece of shit it was. King Kong versus Godzilla? <laughs> Shitty. <laughs> and well, there, there you go. go That's all the Disney uh, commentary you're going to get for tonight. Shitty, <laughs> yep. shitty, shitty. And now, back to our show. So I, I was a regularly programmed Disney not shit. I, I gotta say, because I, I, you know, I'm one to, you know, People say, oh, you do podcasts. I go, yeah, I've been doing a Star Wars podcast for five years with like, you know, a bunch of buddies and I that we drink beer together and we thought to record it. And then five years later here, we're still going. And uh, that's a little bit different than someone calling us a Disney podcast. We um, swear more than Deadpool, so I'm not sure how we can be a Disney <laughs> podcast. I mean, should we start doing reviews of like the new Disney movies that are, you know, like the princess movies? Do we need to talk Ooh. about what was the that music one? Soul. That's a great. Uh, movie, that's a pretty. It good is play. a great movie. It's a really good movie, but I mean, we're not talking about like the Disney name stuff just because it's owned by Disney. Like shit, if we talked about anything aired on ESPN, ABC. That's all Disney. So, by the way, I'm still point. worried about the cat from Soul. All right, can I get some clarification on that from somebody? Like, is is the cat okay? The cat that is Garfield. Really, 
the cat is really fine. concerned me. Like I saw the cat like on the stairway to heaven, never to come back. And that really, really concerned me. That was only life number one. Like they picked it up and put it back on earth. It's got okay. eight more. All right. If you say yeah. so, Nico, I believe you. All right. So, no. so what, what I'm hearing from you guys is that the characterization of us being a Disney centric show isn't, isn't really fair or is it fair? No, it's 100% spot on. But my, my rebuttal to it is a lot of the non Disney stuff, at least over the last five years has not been that good. It's been worse than the rise of Skywalker, to be perfectly honest. And wow. if, if people start putting out quality product, we'll probably talk about it. And I'll, I'll, I will say we did, we probably didn't talk enough about Watchmen when that came out. That is like, that is a real superior show that was on HBO a year or two ago, a continuation of the beloved Alan Moore comic book series, and really just as brilliant a genre piece as you will possibly find. And, and had the serendipitous fortune to be about race relations and come out in the midst of a, a race relation discussion uh, nationally. So that's a glaring example I can think of that we probably should have talked about more and we didn't, but it, well, it comes uh, down to, it comes down to, we talk about things that we're enjoying and we're enjoying a lot of the Disney stuff and we're not enjoying a lot of the non Disney stuff right now. Yeah. I, I I'm sorry to interrupt you. I didn't, I didn't want to step all over your thought right there, but I do think we did talk a little bit about Watchmen when it was out, but uh, Dave, the problem with that, it was, it was pretty much just you and I who were, on board with it as it was airing i think everybody is caught up to it at this point possibly um nico's later yeah but when it was on i mean i was begging you guys and i know that dave was too this is the best thing on tv right now and it still has the best thing that's been on tv in the past two years better than mandalorian better than you know better than wandavision better than falcon and winter soldier much much better than all of the all three of those shows um it, it, it's like early seasons Game of Thrones level good. It is that fucking good. And if you haven't seen it yet, you are really missing out. Yeah, HBO had three really killer uh, limited series that came out uh, after Game of Thrones. One was Chernobyl, uh, one was Watchmen, and the other was uh, The Plot Against America. Just I, I would put all three up as, as uh, two of them are just fantastic genre television, and Chernobyl is uh, the, the best, you know, fictionalized documentary for lack of a better term that you will will possibly see it was just riveting to watch but and to dave's point you know if something comes out that's good we'll praise it i mean i think we we've all heaped enough praise on the first wonder woman movie and rightly so it's it's far and away the best dc property that's come out outside of the nolan batman movies um and maybe the first superman uh, first richard donner superman movie um but it is it is the only bright point in the dark, you know, void that is the DC universe, you know, or the Zack Snyder murder versus Scott and I like to call it. I mean, there's so much death and destruction <laughs> going on in there. It's hard to root for those guys. And by the way, do you remember? I mean, we all probably do remember the point in time when DC slash Warner Brothers was thought of as the company that could do, you know, the TV and the movie adaptations and Marvel just could not to save their life and that that paradigm that existed i think for a good 20 years has completely flipped now and marvel is just killing everything that they touch they everything is turning to you know platinum or, or adamantium or something at this point and you know dc is just basically shitting things out 
Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. It's it's. And I don't want to. I don't want to come off like I'm being angry at Jeff here because I I'm absolutely I, not. Um, but when we talk about Disney stuff, I think we're pretty clear that we that we talk about Marvel stuff um, and we talk about Star Wars stuff, and those are properties that happen to be owned by Disney. I mean, if you don't like Marvel comics and if you don't like Star Wars, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> and, well, in Jeff's not, defense. In Jeff's defense, sorry, Dave, really quick. He said um, at the end, he said, uh, of course, that's the stuff I like. Oh, so see, I think he was, giving, yeah. he was giving me a little jab there, but but by by framing us as a Disney centric show. And I'm not I'm not mad at Jeff either. It, it, it It's a fair it's an accurate point. Just there's there's a yeah. reason behind the accuracy of the point, which is yeah. a lot of the other stuff that's coming out just for us, at least hasn't been that good or hasn't grabbed our attention. But we will, or at least I will, try to be more diligent about watching for and calling out something that is not Disney that I am genuinely enjoying. So that uh, you know, we're not just we're we're not just fairly unbalanced. You know, we're not the the Fox News of of talking about <laughs> pop culture. Yeah, let's and, see. And, and, outside of Marvel and Star Wars, um, we talked about Watchmen. What's the best thing that we've seen outside of those? Outside of that, like. As far as episodic shows, I guess Karate Kid, maybe I Cobra Kai, maybe we yeah. talk a lot about Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is cheesy goodness. There, there, it is. It is not a think piece like Watchmen or even some of the Marvel stuff. It's just, it's just straight up cheese send up of old school eighties uh, primetime soaps. And is I, it and no? I couldn't love, I couldn't love it anymore <laughs> if I tried. Oh, it is so good that I am. I was sad when season three was over. <laughs> when I when I spent when I spent that Sunday binging season three, I'm like, there's no more Cobra Kai for a year. I was sad. I, I, I thought Cobra Kai was fine, but I, I think you guys love it a lot more than I do. That's fair. I'm out of the closet, your Cobra Kai closet, there, Greg. <laughs> Stranger Things. All right. Stranger Things also. Stranger Things decent show. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how hard right. it is to come up with properties that are not, you know, under the Disney umbrella right now. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is, right? You know, out there in the world as we know it. It's 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 tough to think of the non-Disney properties that are actually worth talking about. And an extra shout out to Stranger Things simply because it's not a deriv- it's not based on something else. So many of the things that we do talk about are are based on other works. Stranger Things is an actual wholly original, original product. Yeah. I mean I mean yes, it's an homage to a lot of things, but it's a wholly original story and idea. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we'll, we'll endeavor to do better, I think. I think we're going to after this conversation we're going to endeavor to do better. <laughs> we we listen to our listeners and Jeff, we are grateful for your listenership and um I'm grateful for hanging out with you every now and then down at syncopated brew, the best beer in Southern California. We're going to get them as a sponsor guys. Mark my words. <laughs> what that means is that I get, you know, a free pint when I go down there and record. So. Did, they, did they change Mark. up the, uh, did they change up the recipes? Do they have all new they, brews there? All new. They did not keep any of the timeless recipes. So my beloved oatmeal stout is, has gone the way of the Dodo. Patsy um, is gone. That's a bit of a bummer. That was that barley. was a different. That oh, was a different, different 
Oh, different. But yeah, that's but same situation though. The bar changes hands. They did not keep the recipes. They do have a really good imperial stout that I tried. They've got a good hazy IPA. Uh, they've got a really interesting um, sour that Lisa ordered when we were there. So they've, they've got a lot of different types and uh, talked to the brewmaster, super cool guy. Uh, it seemed like a great place. The this different brandings, good beer, same people. So if the conversation opportunity comes up with the new people, yes. I would be curious to understand the business rationale or justification behind you. You buy this location, you buy the business. They have all these proprietary recipes that you now own. Why are you just ditching all of that? It, it, it just seems to me like there ought to be a couple of things in there that you would say, yeah, you know, let's, let's carry those forward. We own the recipe now. We can make it ourselves. Let's carry it forward and, and incorporate it into the business we already have that we're putting in place here. I would be kind of curious why, why you wouldn't do that. Why you wouldn't say, what are your top three best sellers? Why don't we keep those on the menu? Yeah. I mean, they could even, if assuming they own the recipes, assuming the recipes came with the business, they could do a limited run, like for a month out of the year for that oatmeal stout and yeah. just kill it. Just kill it. Isn't that uh, kind of what Russian river does with uh, Pliny the elder or one of those? It, they do Pliny the Younger two weeks of the year and people wait, like line up, like it's a pilgrimage going up there to Santa Rosa to, to get some Pliny the Younger. We should didn't, do that, by the way. Didn't we just miss that by like a week, just randomly or something like that? We were really close. Yeah, we just missed it when we were up there uh, at Rancho Obi-Wan. That's a good trip, guys. We got to drive up there. But that's how I learned that Steve and Chris have absolutely no issues with beer for breakfast, which (laughs) I have to say, I draw, I draw a line at. (laughs) In my defense, it was a Saturday. In your defense, it was a Saturday, (laughs) and it's your birthday, so you can do whatever the hell you want, my friend. And I, you have my full backing and blessing. But I was just kind of like, oh my god, it's going to be that kind of trip. Okay, (laughs) I didn't realize. All right, Jeff. Nothing we heard wrong you. with beer for breakfast. Absolutely nothing wrong with beer for breakfast. Uh, we love your listenership, Jeff. Thank you so much for sticking with us all these years. And uh, we appreciate the feedback. Keep it coming, man. By the way, Jeff, call. will you call the Wretched Hive hotline and leave us a message so people can hear your voice? In case you need that number, that's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. In case you can't spell hive, and he did look at his notes to rattle that number off, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think, and I think right, he did get it already. So, uh, so um, I, I don't. All right, I, I'm, I'm a little slow he, on the sound not, word right now. So there we go. Anthony Daniels as C3PO. You got You're never right. slow on that, you, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. All right, let's get into the news. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News tonight. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. All right. I can't believe that I have not thought of this before now. But who would make the perfect Star Wars actor, either Jedi or Sith? Keanu Reeves. Why isn't Keanu Reeves in Star Wars yet? I don't know, but I want to make it happen. I want to start a movement to get Keanu into Star Wars, but we might not need to actually start that movement because there's a story brewing on InsideTheMagic.net, which is a, admittedly a fan blog for hmm, Disney. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, it's Sorry. not news, but 
I was excited I, to read this time, headline. Hang on. Time out. Time out. I want to get a judge's ruling from uh, Mr. Greg Glenn from the Wookiee co-pilot here. Is this website that Steve is citing right now, would you rate it above, below, or equal to MovieWeb? What is the uh, – I, I missed the entire name of the website, please. In, inside the magic net guilty <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right the title of this article keanu reeves reportedly cast in star wars and i was like holy shit that's per he he is a walking jedi he's a living like actual jedi oh. he would be so good in star wars i thought i thought you were reading it and going holy shit what the fuck am i doing on this website no <laughs> No, I was trolling for stories, but I, when you think about it, Keanu Reeves would be such a great Jedi. With, I mean, such a great bounty hunter. Do you think he'd be a, a most excellent Jedi, Steve? <laughs> Whoa, I do. Um, and so in the article, the, the article title again, uh, Keanu Reeves reportedly cast in Star Wars. This is published April 5th by Rebecca Barton. And uh, so in the body of the article, it reads, a new report indicates that Reeves has already been cast in an upcoming Star Wars Old Republic series, but not as the former uh, Jedi Knight uh, Raven. Instead, he will be playing a new Star Wars character named Sith King Valor in a live action style series on Disney+. Plus. Now, in that paragraph, the word report is a hyperlink. And I'm like, holy shit, this is real. You know, because I always try to file, like find the source of the story, right? So uh, on, a, on a site like this. So I click on the hyperlink and it takes me to express.co.uk, uh, which is basically like the National Enquirer in, in Britain. <laughs> so I was, I was disappointed to say the least, it's not variety. It's not, you know, Hollywood reporter it's express.co.uk, but they're reporting star Wars movies on this picture. Anyway, were there good boobies <laughs> seen on there? It, it is an English tabloid rag. There's gotta be boobies somewhere on it. No, page I didn't six, see I think. any. <laughs> page six. Yes. Keanu Reeves hired as Sith King in the old Republic trilogy. Now, come on. Uh, he would kill that. Uh, we need Keanu Reeves in Star Wars. I'm just saying. I don't it's, know. It's funny. About... Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's kind of funny because Star Wars, you know, they've never really gone for the stunt casting. Like Marvel really goes for the stunt casting. There's always these people that, you know, have, have kind of been known for somebody else. Always very big names. They're always looking for a way to get Johnny Depp into the franchise for whatever goddamn reason. But, mm -hmm. you know, outside of... Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor and um, and Liam Neeson, you know, not really a whole lot of household names to be had, you know? I mean, Alec Guinness was a big get, obviously, but they needed that for just for a little bit of credibility, and he was a supporting character. But none and, of the main... And, and did not want to be there, for the record. And did not want to be there. <laughs> but none of the main cast has ever really, you know, been people... Even, even in continuing on to the Mandalorian show, nobody really huge that as a big name per se in that. So I, I, it, it smacks the kind of just fanboy, you know, wish list is what it is what it sounds like. 
So there is a quote here from Keanu on express.co.uk. Here we go. Keanu in quotes. Keanu. It, did, <laughs> they spell his name, did they spell his name correctly? <laughs> no, they did. They did spell it correctly. So here's the quote. Keanu is currently filming John Wick 4 and 5, but is reportedly, quote, very excited, unquote, to get on board the Disney project. It's in quotes, so it happened. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty sure I was reading rumors that Keanu Reeves was going to be cast in one of the upcoming Marvel movies, and Keanu just kind of came out and shit all over that rumor that he had no interest in doing it. So if that's if my memory is correct, I would be puzzled as to why he would be interested in Star Wars as opposed to Marvel. I'm not trying to disappoint you here, Steve. I'm really not, but I'm, right. I'm with Greg. This this feels like a wish list fan casting, if you will. You know, like the idea that Emily Blunt is still going to be the Invisible Woman in the forthcoming Fantastic Four movie. She's not. She absolutely is not. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'm going to double John, down. What about John Krasinski? What about John Krasinski? There is he? Uh, is he coming in as Reed Richards? And then John, if he is, why wouldn't why wouldn't Emily Blunt be a uh, uh, because she wants to take care of the kids and she doesn't really care for Marvel movies. Oh, so a woman should be in the kitchen day. Oh, that's what she that said. What that's saying? what she said. That's Don't hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I see. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, um, back to Keanu Reeves playing a Sith. I don't see right. that well, I'm going to double down. I'm going to double down on the fan. Also, wish- think women should be in the kitchen. God damn it, Steve! What's happening to this podcast? Not on that, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Gal Gadot should be in the kitchen. Is that what you're going to say next, Steve? <laughs> Reportedly making her Star Wars debut. Now, this is published on May 12th. This, as we record the show, this hit the airwaves today. Gal Gadot reportedly making. Her Star Wars debut, um, and get this. I mean, when I, I'm so excited, I'm, I'm too I'm too excited about this because I want Gal Gadot as a Sith princess, as the Princess Leia in the Sith universe in the Old Republic timeline, a thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. Gal Gadot, are you kidding me? Take my money now. I am in. And if Keanu is a Jedi in that same timeline, holy shit. I thought he was Sith King. I don't know. I'm just pitching right now. All right. I want Gal Gadot as the princess. His pants is what he's saying. And And I want Keanu as a Jedi. Those two would be so fucking good in the Star Wars universe. Come on. Gal Gadot looks like a Sith princess. Now, here I go again. I'm sorry. I got to do this. Keanu is really good in The Matrix because that's like that kind of stoner vibe. Dude cuts off his couch and realizes he's fucking Jesus. He's computer Jesus and he can do whatever he wants. And he did. Re- it, it was great. You know, I even computer Jesus. I, I even like this the second two matrix movies just because of all the crazy shit that happened with mr smith i know they're not very well liked but i i enjoyed them for what they were um john wick 
he's turned out to be a surprisingly great action hero. I, I appreciate what he's done with the John Wick movies, even though it really is just the same movie made over three times. Um, uh, I don't know that I need to see him in Star Wars. I don't know that I need that. I, I like I say, they've done they've done fine casting. Do I, need to twerk, do I need to twerk for you again? Um, if maybe I'll twerk if, for you again, no. if you say that, again. that's really no, upsetting. Not. <laughs> so my two no, cents not, is going to be. So you, you don't you don't you're not feeling it, huh? Okay, I'm, I'm not, not feeling. Not, I'm not feeling Keanu Reeves as either a Sith or a Jedi. If he's going to make an appearance in the Star Wars universe, I'm seeing it as a gun-toting John Wick bounty hunter kind of character. Yeah. I don't see him being okay. the the ominous well, the force-wielding... The no, that's not... I mean, dear God, if he is, he's going to be like the right-hand man to somebody. I don't... Keanu Reeves, awesome kung fu action, you know, stuntman. Not a talking lines great character. Do you think Luke Skywalker would get resentful if he was ever referred to as somebody's right hand man? He's not a right hand anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think you guys are way off here. I, I just I, I think he would be a perfect Jedi. Uh, and and he he looks like a Jedi. He's he actually looks like a Jedi. Like if you look at him, he's got the long hair. He's got the beard. Uh, look at this. I'm going to share my screen. Look at this. Come on. I got a picture on Rihanna holding a Jedi. Uh, excuse me, holding a lightsaber. Holding a uh, Jedi sword over his shoulder. I mean, holding holding a light. A uh, a laser sword. Uh, I mean, look at these. Look, people. Look oh, it's this. almost Star hard Wars to believe Keanu where Re that web where that blog of a website got the idea that Keanu Reeves was going to be in Star Wars. Look, Just looking at all the fan art of him, you know, wielding a, a poorly cropped lightsaber, and he's got I a robot dog here. I've t I've totally figured it out. Steve runs inside the magic. That's his website. There it is. <laughs> well Shameless played, sir. plug. Well played, sir. They're on to me. <laughs> you're you're better right. at this than Steve Bannon. I'll tell you that right now. All right, fine. I, you know, I, I, I we're gonna agree to disagree here. Keanu, you got my vote. Gal, you got my vote. I'm in. So take the rolls. Listener Jeff, we're gonna need yep. a judge's ruling on this. Did this last conversation, was this Disney because we were talking about Star Wars or was it non-Disney because we're talking about bringing in an actor that's not currently under contract to be in a Star Wars movie? Just throwing it out there. We did talk about John Wick just a little bit. I'm just... All right. I, uh, we're going to move on here. I got an interesting email from high-level people in the Star Wars universe this week. Uh, and those high-level people, yeah, those high-level people are the ones that are putting on Star Wars Celebration. The one Star in Wars Celebration. The one in Anaheim, yep. Uh, it was originally slated for 2020, August of 2020. Which, which just turned out to be a bad idea for a lot of reasons. Yeah, the entire year was a trash can fire, as we all know. Um, and so and 2021 at, is going so well by contrast. 
early early in the summer of 2020, uh, Star Wars Celebration was canceled. It was it was put off for two years to August of 2022. Well, this week, Star Wars Celebration announced that they are moving the date up from August 2022 to May 2022. So May 26th through the 29th, just about a year from now, actually, as we record the show, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022 will take place at the Anaheim Convention Center in May of 2022. So we don't have to wait quite as long. We've got about a year. And um, the email states that if we want to keep, if you want to keep your existing tickets, your order will automatically be transferred to the new event dates. You don't have to do anything. Uh, if by chance you're listening to this show and you have tickets and you want a refund, you can go to starwarscelebration.com and they will grant that refund. But yours truly with two adult tickets for four days of Star Wars Celebration has held on. Because I held on, I got a I got a pin. I got a stormtrooper pin. That's kind of cool. Uh, and so I'm just holding on to those. I'm sitting on them. And uh, come May of 2022, I will be in Anaheim taking in Star Wars Celebration. You know, that's the genius thing about all this is because you actually bought and paid for those tickets like a year and a half ago now, probably. So yes, it is like a free con when that happens in another year's time. So you have done actually very well, sir, with the with the free con coming in. It's like you never even paid for it. So I'm I'm it's quite jealous at this point that I didn't invest <laughs> in the four day ticket a year and a half ago because uh, I was on the fence about it, um, and I, I still kind of am. But if I would have done it a year and a half ago, I'd be stoked today having a you know a four day con that free money. So it's amazing. It feels like it's free, right? Because it was paid for. Um... A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, just exactly. distant memory. Um, yeah, there's a lot. To, hopefully, there'll be a lot to look forward to. We've got a lot of live action shows coming. We've got the Book of Boba Fett. We've got Mandalorian season three. We've got the Cassian Andor series. All of that stuff coming out, and of course, the trilogy that um, is still in the works. The, a new trilogy, allegedly in the Old Republic era. So there's there should be a lot to talk about at Star Wars Celebration in May of well, 22. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have seen Book of Boba. We'll have seen Mandalorian season three uh, in May. I don't think they've announced dates for Cassian, which is deep in production right now. They have been filming. They have you know they're producing the shit out of that one right now. And I and I don't know that we'll have dates for um, Obi Wan yet, but I would think that being so early in production right now, that I think that one's going to be filming probably a good portion of the rest of this year uh, for a debut, probably late next year. I'm guessing. I'm thinking that May period of next year is when we get our first look at the Cassian Andor show. I think that's might be when we first see it. Yeah, I'm purely guessing, but it makes sense to me. No, it's reasonable. And, and totally unprepared to talk about this, but we we have the entire like. Um, phase four release date for all of the marvel stuff all of the marvel movies right but nothing for star wars well we have uh, rogue one i think is coming out in 2023 or rogue squadron excuse me oh rogue squadron okay okay that's it that's all we have (laughs) that's the only announced that's the only firm announced star wars movie date 
And, and Disney knows when these movies are coming out, right? Because they will they will typically reserve dates on the calendar and they will just say, you know, unannounced Marvel project or unannounced right. Lucasfilm project. They they know where these things are are going to drop. They just haven't announced them yet. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It'd be nice to let us know, you know, the fans. Hello, over here. I was say as the show or as the fans? Us the both. show. <laughs> the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. I got a couple more Star Wars stories here, guys. Um, you know, we have not talked at all about the Bad Batch. We have to talk a little bit about the Bad Patch. Anybody? Anybody watch it? I did, surprisingly. All right. I, Weren't I you am, like wait. the number one naysayer to the show? <laughs> this is almost as big a news as Scott buying The Last Jedi on Blu-ray. Hang on. You watched The I Bad like, Patch. I like to be unpredictable, guys. I like to be unpredictable. <laughs> well, yeah, sir, mission accomplished. <laughs> All right. So I also have watched both episodes. We got episode three dropping uh, as, as the show airs on Friday the 14th. Um, so Nico and Dave know on The Bad Batch, but Greg and Steve, yes. Um, what do you think about The Bad Batch, Greg? I did not watch any of the Clone Wars episodes that was the the backdoor pilot, as Dave likes to say, for The Bad Batch. So I had no idea who these characters were going into it. Uh, and I found that the show was very much in the lines of, like, Rebels. It was fine. It seemed like it's designed more for a younger audience. Um, there was lots of cool little tidbits. I know that there were, you know, there were major characters that were introduced, you know, and I'm not going to get into the spoilers of who these characters were, but they're major characters as far as the rest of the Star Wars, um, I'm just going to call it animated universe, were introduced here. Um, and it was fine. Uh, it's, it's not anything I would want to get up on a Saturday morning to review. <laughs> Hence, <laughs> no Saturday shows. Um, so I, I I will agree. It is for a younger audience. There are some cool little moments, though, uh, interspersed with uh, you know the little kid friendly droid jumping up and spinning around because he's happy, and the little quips here and there that are sort of kid centric. I, I I feel like though there's some dark stuff brewing. Um, there, for example. Um, we learn that um, there are some Jedi that are not uh, killed in Order 66. We'll not name names here, but we see some Jedi escaping from Order 66. In fact, we see Order 66, which is pretty cool. So what I loved about the show um, was that they animate some of the scenes that were in episode three. It's like a blink and you miss it moment in the beginning but they animated the scene where Obi-Wan and Anakin are uh, rescuing Chancellor Palpatine from, you know, the, from uh, Dooku's ship. They animate that little scene, which is pretty cool to see an animation. Um, and then there's, there's uh, a few storylines that we won't get into for spoilers just yet. It's a pretty new show, but um, there are some pretty cool um, nods, I will say to the cinematic, universe of star wars and i i think it's they're doing a good job of connecting it all um uh a, a great guy david collins who um did he's he's always doing the red carpet on um 
when they have like a premiere, David Collins is always the host on the red carpet. He was a host at one of the stages at the last celebration. He's doing all the sound, the sound editing. Um, so visually and uh, for audio files out there, it's great to watch and very entertaining. Uh, but I'm with you, Greg. It, it is a little bit slanted towards kids as Star Wars should be. A Star Wars animated show should be. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I don't need to have, uh, you know, to put it, what is it? Uh, Invincible is the new show on Amazon that's based on the Robert Cookman graphic, graphic or series of comics that's super gory and super violent. Um, I don't need to have that in a Star Wars version. I totally agree with you. But it's, you know, it's, like I say, it's just, it's just fine. You know, if you want to watch it with your kids, that's great. If you're, if you're a 50 year old man watching it just to be on your own, watching it, maybe get out and go over to syncopated brew or something like that. I'm going to say (laughs) some judging there from Mr. Lent, but okay, that's fine. I'm thinking we should change the subject. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, just for fun, I tried to look up real quick to see what are these uh, unannounced uh, unscheduled movies coming out of Lucasfilm. So uh, okay. For 2022, on the slate, the untitled fifth Indiana Jones film uh, to be directed by James Mangold, which I got to say I'm, I'm really looking forward to. It's, yeah. He's a top-notch director. Uh, directed Rob- Logan. Yeah. An- another, another X-Men uh, movie that was very, very good and doesn't get enough praise. Uh, Rogue Squadron, uh, like I said, Patty Jenkins, uh, 2023. Uh, 2025, they have slated for an untitled Star Wars film with no other information announced. In 2027, they have an untitled Star Wars film with no other information announced. Uh, They have the Taika Waititi movie for Star Mm -hmm. Wars. They haven't announced a date for that yet. That's coming out. We uh, also have the untitled Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie. No date or information attached. And don't forget, there's a Kevin Feige movie for Star Wars that they haven't announced anything about. So. Are they, do they uh, describe the Ryan Johnson as a trilogy or is it a standalone uh, single, single? Wikipedia has it as a standalone movie at this point. Although my recollection is that it was announced as a trilogy and then there hasn't been a lot of official comment on it one way or the other. Uh, Ryan Johnson seems to be making a, a butt ton of money off of Knives Out from Netflix yeah. at this point, which suggests that his movies are not going to happen anytime soon. Which is yeah, disappointing for Greg and myself because we both loved the Last Jedi. Absolutely, it's 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 a extremely strong entry into the Star Wars universe. Fight me on that one. Um, Knives Out too, by the way. Uh, returning Daniel Craig also is going to have Dave Bautista um, and who else got Dave Bautista as Drax from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. For those who don't know that, recognize the name. Right. Um, and oh jesus christ now i'm blanking on the other actors that were announced for it but another stellar all-star cast much like the first knives out had um jamie lee curtis don johnson a uh, bunch of uh, uh, uh what's captain america himself chris evans he was just here earlier tonight we just he, he would not come on the show but chris evans was here earlier tonight and he would not come on the show that's not the be, same chris evans but okay he, okay he was also in the first knives out knives out too uh, Dave Batista, a bunch of other people whose names I can't remember right now, but it also looks like it's going to be equally, equally fun. To Steve's disappointment, uh, though, Keanu Reeves is not in the cast of Knives Out 2. No, he's not. Uh, Neither Ed, is Gal Gadot. Ed Norton. There Ed you go. Ed Norton signed on. Yep. Yeah, big cast. That's great. Yeah, that first one was really fun. Wasn't it so good? And Ryan Johnson is he's such an interesting filmmaker. I mean, if you look at his at his uh at his resume brick 
is really interesting. Looper, super good. Mm-hmm. Last Jedi, you know, excellent. It is what it is. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I have a lot of trust that, and Knives Out is great. So he's gonna he's gonna create something really special for his next Star Wars um, entry. I'm sure. He's too talented. The guy is just super talented, despite what Scott thinks. <laughs> Other freaking Scott. Uh, all right. There's there's a new Disney short. I just have to not Disney short. Sorry. Well, it is Disney short, but it's a Star Wars short. Um, guys like The Simpsons. We're Simpsons fans, right? Yeah, I'm not opposed yeah. to The Simpsons. Not huge, but we 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 can appreciate it for what it is the simpsons has been on tv for so long at this point at some point everybody was a fan of the simpsons i haven't watched the show in probably 20 years but it is still going strong and still just as popular as it ever was the the, there's so many little inside jokes in the simpsons and uh, there's one that's great but i i have to share what this is first it's the force awakens from its nap is the title of the three-minute short that's now on Disney Plus, featuring uh, Maggie, the baby in The Simpsons. Uh, there's, there's a three-minute short. It's worth, it's worth your three minutes. At one point, she battles a Bart Simpson-esque Darth Maul character, and the way she fights him is she pulls out her binky, stretches it into lightsaber length, and battles with the binky. Uh, but, but the inside joke that I was thinking of when they they the uh, Marge, the mother in the Simpsons, if you don't know who Marge Simpson is, pulls up to the school and the name of the school where she's dropping off um, Maggie is the Ann Rand School for Boys. So it's, just, it's just a little Simpsons thing that they drop in there and they're always they always have these little shots at, at people. So it's funny, uh, but it, it's fun. Disney Plus, go check it out. The, the Force Awakens from its nap. Starring uh, Maggie Simpson. Wow, there we are talking about Disney stuff again. So somewhere, somewhere, Paul Ryan is smiling at that Ayn Rand joke. Is it Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand? Oh, I think you're right. I blew it. It might be Ayn Rand. That's all right. But I was going to say for Simpsons talking about talking to about it. That's who it really depends on. I I still one of my all time favorite Simpsons episodes, just to give a plug for it, is the uh, the episode with Poochie, where they introduce Poochie to uh, the Itchy and Scratchy show. Because there is there's literally just joke upon joke just getting piled through every single like syllable of dialogue in that episode. It's just a master class of writing. Nice. I recognize nice. In Scratchy, I have no idea what a Poochie even is. The, the, the premise of the episode was that uh, Itchy and Scratchy, as the cartoon, sh- you know, the show within the show was becoming tired. So the network executives decided to add a third character, a dog named Poochie, that wound up being voiced by Homer Simpson. And it just it becomes a this huge meta commentary on aging television shows and how they introduce new characters to try to stay fresh. He is the uh, cousin Oliver of the show. Is what you're telling me? Yes, pretty much. And it, it, it lasts. And Pucci lasts only the length of that particular episode. But they uh, <laughs> they do so much with the concept, and just uh, also just introduce a new member of the Simpsons family. Just some some radical surfer guy, you know, 
Jeeves or whoever, who's just there suddenly with no explanation, just talking to everybody and then just disappears by the end of the episode. It, it, they do a lot over the course of it. It, 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 you should look that one up and watch it too, because it, uh, if it doesn't make you laugh, then I'm sorry, you're dead side. You're just dead. Well, it's a good thing I've subscribed to Disney Plus where I can watch all of the Simpsons episodes I could ever want to see. <laughs> Sorry, listener Jeff. <laughs> they own everything at this point. It's a little bit crazy. They do. They do. They do own everything. Do you think Disney will ever make a play at DC? No. Yeah, Why not? I don't, there, there was almost a point where DC bought Marvel back in the '90s. Is that right, Dave? There, I, I don't know about that. I know there was a point in time where, in the '80s, where DC was considering licensing its properties to Marvel. Oh, the other way around. Okay. Now, but not selling, but licensing the properties out. Like uh, Jim okay. Shooter was the editor in chief at the time, and he actually started pulling people together to do pitches for their bare, the you know Marvel creators for. The, working on the various big gun DC characters. Hmm. Think about the crossover they could do. They could do X-Men, Marvel, DC, all in the same universe. There have been a couple of crossover series. There was a, a X-Men versus the Teen Titans one-shot issue. Uh, was a Batman versus Spider-Man or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. I think a That's Superman a versus Thor. There were, there were a couple Superman versus Spider-Man issues. Were Okay. And there was, you know, you, of course, the, the absolutely magnificent Avengers Justice League of America crossover limited series that was done in the, uh, in the aughts. Nico, oh, when it was, when it was brought up uh, Batman versus Spider-Man, you said, "Oh, that's a that's a that's not a fair fight." Yeah, who wins no. that? Spider-Man. Oh, Batman. Ooh. No, are you kidding me? The Spidey sense no. is such a broken ability. It doesn't matter how much planning Batman has, if Spider-Man can dodge everything, and if Spider-Man decides to not pull one punch, game over. It's Batman. No. Always bet on Batman. No. Batman fights Superman to a standstill. With enough planning. He doesn't know shit about Spider-Man. <laughs> well, we don't have any planning, and we got through the show. Barely. True. Guys, Barely. episode 198 is in the books. Have a wonderful couple of weeks. We'll see you then. And until then, may the Force be with us all. Always, always bet on Batman. Always bet on Batman. No, wrong. <laughs>